Welcome to the Paychex HR Leadership Podcast Series. Today, we'll be talking with Lori Zuka, Vice President of Human Resources and Organizational Development at Paychex, about the annual review process and the benefits of including more frequent feedback. Welcome, Lori. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. It's great to be here. So we know that for many HR leaders, more frequent feedback cycles are becoming quite common. Can you tell me what some of the factors are that are driving that? Millennials have grown up with the internet at their fingertips. They are getting instant satisfaction, gratification, feedback through the internet, through social media tools. Think about Instagram. They post a picture and immediately are looking for how many likes they get. So they're expecting some of this same feedback, very frequent, very positive in the workplace as well. So certainly the employee demographics are changing. Is the pace of business changing as well? What have you seen in your 20 years of experience? The pace of business is changing quite rapidly and business cycles are getting faster and performance and performance reviews should really match the business cycle. If you have a quarterly cycle, monthly cycle, the performance feedback should really match that cycle in order to ensure that you're driving the performance levels that you're expecting. So I used to live in a world where no news was good news. I got my review once a year. Sometimes I was happy, sometimes I wasn't. Didn't really impact how I performed. Are you seeing employees change in what they expect and what businesses can do to help improve performance? Employees really do want more frequent feedback. They may not ask for it, but they really do want it. Getting that feedback in a way that helps them grow and develop will help business results. So is there technology available that makes more frequent feedback easier, more simple? Technology can really make the process very simple and very easy for both the employee and the manager. When you're doing more frequent feedback, you don't want a cumbersome process that's going to bog down both the manager or the employee. So technology can capture the feedback that was provided by the employee, the feedback given by the manager each month or each quarter, And so that each successive month, when the manager's going in to provide new feedback, they can easily look at prior year's comments and feedback in order to build on that. I know at Paychecks, you didn't only automate the cadence, but you also brought a lot of control and discipline to what types of questions should be answered. Can you expound on that a little bit? Sure. Our annual review process at Paychex used to be very long and very cumbersome for both the employee and the manager. And there was a lot of arm twisting that came along with ensuring that those things were completed each year. We moved to a quarterly cycle and we call it four by four. It's four simple questions four times a year. Two of those questions are look back. What did I accomplish last quarter and how did I demonstrate our values? And then two questions are a look forward. What are my priorities for the next quarter? And what development actions should I be looking at to make me even more successful and a higher performer next quarter? So we actually call it performance development now instead of performance management because it's a look back and a look forward. That's great. And I noticed it's not a review. 
the language is just, it's a four by four. That's right. It's meant to foster a discussion, a good discussion between the employee and the manager. And what we've seen is that the percentage of employees that complete their own self-assessment has risen dramatically from when we had the annual review. And there's much less arm twisting to get managers to complete the review. So they know what's in it for them. They know it's working. And how much of that is some of that due to the self-service and that automated aspect? It's easy to get to and easy to complete? It's very easy to get to. It's easy to complete. Prior quarter's comments, they're right in the system to be able to see for the manager and the employee as they're filling it out. Say I'm assessing, I'm an HR leader, and I'm assessing how we're handling our reviews. We do it once a year, and most people get it done on time. How do I tell if it is working? When would I consider making a change like this? I think the first thing is to ask managers and ask employees, do they find it to be a valuable use of their time to complete the performance review? And for most annual reviews, I think they would say it's probably not worth their time. It's that recency effect of just recent feedback the last quarter. It's cumbersome. I'm doing all this work all at once. And the feedback is typically only a look backwards. So there's not typically a lot of discussion on what are we looking forward to? How can I help you grow and develop? So it sounds like it's almost done out of habit versus something that can really drive performance. Right. It's done because we need a performance rating to put in the system. We need something to base our merit increases on. So this is a task that HR is requiring managers to complete. When you move to a process that's more frequent, that's more interactive and two-way between the employee and the manager, it becomes a process that helps improve performance. And the employee sees value in that for themselves. They're performing at a higher level, which is satisfying and increases engagement. And it's good for the manager. The manager sees that by giving this more frequent feedback, ensuring that expectations are set moving forward, and there's development plans to help that employee continue to improve, they see higher levels of performance on their team. So when it's good for both the manager and the employee, it becomes less of a task and more a part of doing business that's really going to help improve results. And I like what you touched on earlier, how, how tying that to the business cycle now makes it not just good for the employee and the manager, but also for the business. Right. There's not a one size fits all. It's important to look at what the cycle is in your business and develop a process that's going to help support the performance and the results of the business. Some businesses have a very short sales cycle. They want to look at their results each month and see how they're doing. There are other businesses with a longer sales cycle that it really doesn't make sense to look at results more than quarterly or twice a year. So a seasonal business that needs a bump maybe twice a year would be served very well by a biannual process where they can really get employees thinking ahead and performing at the highest level when they need them to. That's exactly right. What's another challenge or problem with traditional annual reviews? The feedback that employee gets in a traditional annual review is unfortunately often a surprise for them. The manager, if they're not giving that frequent feedback throughout the year, is just filling out these reviews at the end of the year for their entire team. The recency effect again comes into play and they're completing a task. And when it comes time to provide that feedback to the employee, oftentimes it's not feedback that had been provided throughout the year. And that's not a pleasant experience for the manager or the employee. I like how you talked earlier too about the difference between looking ahead and looking back. 
Can you talk a little bit more about what it means to look ahead? Looking ahead means having a growth mindset. And it means that I'm not just evaluating you on what you just did in the last month or the last quarter. It means I'm also going to look at how you can grow and develop as an employee and perform at an even higher level in the next quarter. That's having a growth mindset. That's having a performance development philosophy rather than just a performance management or performance review philosophy. So I feel like it lends some structure to the discussions and facilitates the discussions. Do we build in goals? Are there objectives? How do we handle that when we're looking ahead? The most important part of the whole process is setting expectations and setting specific goals for an employee. They need to know what's expected of them in order to be able to deliver on what the manager is expecting. Can't have surprises there. So setting those clear expectations up front overall, what the position should be doing, and then also specifically, either monthly or quarterly or annually, as the business cycle dictates, set those expectations. The employee needs to know what results they're expected to deliver. So that is key. The whole rest of the process flows from that. It sounds like this has to be more than just a feel-good exercise. Right. It should feel good, but there's more to it than that. It really is an exercise that helps the employee grow and develop and perform at higher levels, which if a manager does that well for all of their employees, the entire performance level of the team will elevate. How does a manager avoid the trap of comparing employees, of classifying them as high performers or low performers? It is a valid exercise to classify employees and categorize them into high and low performers for some purposes, but not for the purpose of providing feedback and development. Feedback for an employee should be specific and personal to how they are fulfilling the expectations and objectives that have been set for them. It should be transparent feedback. It should be specific and truthful. And again, growth-minded, so focused on what can be done better, what can you do to be even more effective. I feel like that's not going to come naturally to every manager. That's right. It can be done effectively by every manager, but it's not something that people are necessarily born with. So effective HR departments should have a way to train managers and give them practice in having these kinds of feedback conversations with their employees. Certainly setting up the process with natural kind of questions that focus on what did you accomplish last quarter and how can I help you be more effective next quarter will help those conversations happen effectively. So that leads to another challenging question. If I'm changing this process, how do I communicate it? How do I communicate that change in the review process? And how do I make sure that it it takes, that we do it well? The first thing to do when making any change to a process is to ensure that managers and employees understand what's in it for them. How is this going to help them be more effective in their positions and more successful in their job, in their career? So that what's in it for me is critically important to getting buy-in for any kind of change. And is that the same for both managers and employees? The performance development process should be very useful for employees. There should be something in it for them. And that what's in it for them is helping them grow and develop and be more successful in their jobs. That gives a sense of satisfaction to employees when they know that they're continually improving and they have perhaps a career path ahead of them. They're going to be more energized and more engaged in what they're doing and end up performing at a higher level. 
When you introduced the 4x4 approach at Paychex, what was the biggest challenge? The first challenge when we introduced the 4x4 at Paychex was convincing managers that it was a good thing to go from doing a review once a year to doing a review four times a year. This was a process they didn't like, and now we were asking them to do it four times a year. But with a very simplified process, just four questions, and with a technology platform that enabled them to easily complete the feedback, look back at the feedback they gave prior quarters, set expectations and priorities for the upcoming quarters, that made it easy. And it allowed them to get into a process with their employees where it really was a valuable part of running the business. So we've got everybody on the same page in terms of how we're talking about goals and objectives. How do we get everybody on the same page when it comes to what these actual goals and objectives are? Setting expectations and setting specific goals for the year is one of the most important parts of the entire process. And in order to get everybody aligned, it's important to set those goals at the top of the organization. What does the company want to accomplish this year? And those goals get cascaded down through the levels of leadership to the person on the front line so that they're all working against goals that will support the company's ultimate objective. Now we can get very specific, very measurable, and very aligned. So I've got my quarterly review. I've got a growth mindset I'm looking to develop. As an employee, what are my next steps? How does the company make that development possible? Ideally, tied to the performance management system is a robust learning management system that provides all the resources and tools for an employee to go in and very specifically target those competencies or skills that they need to improve. And do managers get involved in that process? Do they make recommendations to help employees choose the right path? Managers absolutely should be making recommendations to employees. They should know what's available in the learning management system and be able to tell the employee specifically, this is an area I'd like to see you do even better at, and here are where you can find the tools and resources in order to work on those skills. I like that you brought up skills. I've heard a lot of talk lately about the importance of soft skills development, not just hard skills development. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? As our workplace becomes more complex, change becomes more constant, it's important for employees to not only have the technical skills that they need to do the job, but also have the collaboration skills, the communication skills, the analytical skills to be successful in the work environment. And so not only should those technical skills be included in the learning management system, but the softer skills should be in there as well. I feel like your HR team needs a pretty robust training and development arm to help deliver that, to create that type of training. It's important to have a team that can help create and deliver that training. More importantly is that it's available in a system. It is probably not possible to have a team large enough to provide that one-on-one or even small group training to employees. But our employees today are used to learning from the internet. They learn from YouTube. They go to all different places to learn how to do things. So going on to an LMS to take a class is very natural for them. Taking it into their own hands. That's right. So it goes back to what we started with. We're really just adjusting how we assess and help employees develop to how they live their lives every day. 
That's right. It's important to have the tools and experiences and resources that employees have available to them in their daily lives to provide them with that same kind of access in the workplace. And certainly a robust LMS tied to your performance management system helps to foster that self-development that employees are so used to doing. So you talked about the challenges in convincing people to do an annual review more often. It was a real hassle and you're asking them to do it four times instead of once. Do you get four times the amount of paperwork as well? There should not be four times the amount of paperwork doing it four times a year for two reasons. One, it should be a much simpler process. You're not doing a full review four times a year. You're having a feedback and coaching and development discussion four times a year, which is very different. Secondly, there's technology that can automate the whole process. So there's no paperwork at all. There's a system that captures the employee's input, the manager's input, and helps to facilitate that discussion. And it's captured so that quarter after quarter, you can see the feedback that's been given in previous quarters. Are there tools readily available to make this easier, to make this happen? There are many performance management tools out there that can help make this process happen. But the most important thing is to make sure that you have a process that fits your business, that fits the business cycle, that fits the kind of feedback and development that you want to give. You may be able to find a tool that works perfectly. You may be able to adjust or reprogram a tool that you currently have in order to make it work for you. So I feel like this is also valuable, not just for a proven business, but if I'm a growing business or someone that doesn't have performance management in place at all, this more frequent approach could be really helpful. Absolutely. As a business is growing, it's important for employees to feel engaged, to feel connected, to understand how they're contributing to the business results. So this setting of expectations and frequent feedback of course, with a growth mindset of how can I perform even more effectively in the future is key to helping the business grow and helping with that employee engagement and satisfaction. That could be critical to a smaller company that really needs every employee to be their very best. Absolutely. So you've instituted this new process. Have you seen some measurable changes in how employees and managers are reacting to it? We have. When we had an annual review process, our self-assessment was optional. Employees could do it if they wanted or they didn't have to. About 50% of our employees completed the self-assessment. Managers, obviously it was not optional, but there was a lot of arm twisting that went along with getting managers to complete the reviews by the deadline. With our new 4x4 process, 85% of our employees complete the optional self-assessment without arm twisting, without pushing. That tells me that they see value and that increased over time over the past year and a half that we've been doing it. Manager completion is 98 or 99%, and there is virtually no arm twisting to get managers to complete the reviews. What that tells me is that it's a valuable tool for employees and managers to give that performance feedback and ultimately improve performance over time. So any parting thoughts or suggestions on where I might want to start, a listener might want to start, if they think their performance process is broken and they want to improve it? The first place to start if you're thinking you need to make a change is to get some feedback. Ask employees directly, do they see value in the current process? What would make it more valuable? And ask managers, is this a helpful tool for driving performance and development of your team members? 
That's the first place to start. And then looking at the business cycle, how goals are set, how performance is measured, and designing a process that supports that business cycle so that overall the results of the business are improved. And really turning it, it sounds like, from a necessary evil to a real contributor to the bottom line. That's right. Well, thank you very much, Lori. That was a great talk. I really appreciate all of your insights and all of your knowledge. Thank you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Please tune in for the next episode to hear more about trending HR topics from top influencers. To learn more about this topic, visit payx.me performance and check out our ebook about revisiting the annual review model.